You don't have to be a chicken to spot a bad egg. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's September 3rd, 2009. Time for your Gitmo Nation audio publication episode 127. This is no agenda. Coming to you from the 17th Century Canal House Crackpot Command Center in Amsterdam, Gitmo Nation East, where the years are creeping up on me. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, indeed it is number one to twenty-seven. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Yeah, but what's the most important thing about today, John? It's um Thanks. A Thanks, happy pal. birthday? Is yeah. it my birthday? Yeah. It's my birthday. Today's your birthday? Yeah. Is that right? It's not cropping up in my Google Calendar <laughs> because you're, I'm not really your friend. Aren't, aren't we're not friends on Facebook? You know, <laughs> otherwise you would have known. Doesn't Facebook? Doesn't Skype? Skype is supposed to alert you to that. Look at your uh, Skype alert. Skype. Skype is how I always figure out. And by Plaxo, the way, that Plaxo is what. No, that no, I'm not a member of Plaxo. Please. Well, that's why I don't know it's your birthday. Yeah, but look at your Skype alerts. It should have a little birthday present and with my name. Let me look. Yeah, that's a, that. I think alone is worth the two billion dollars they paid for it. The birthday alerts on Skype actually work. One new event. It says. Mm-hmm. No, this is your little. I know what these look like. They're little gifts. I've yeah. seen them before. No, nothing. You're kidding me. No, this is the reason. You can't blame me. Hold on a second. Let me just see. This my... is what happens when you rely when you rely on technology too much. <laughs> Where's my uh, my profile's filled out? Hold on, let me check. Account my profile. Oops. Oh, wrong. Don't do that. Uh, edit profile. Uh, hmm. I thought you had to fill out your age when you uh, when you register for Skype or your or your birth date or something like that. Huh. I don't actually see it in there now. Yeah, that's mm. probably why I didn't get the little gift. <laughs> Damn. What a bummer. Uh, I didn't even check, but I, I presume people can hear us. Let me just see. Uh, oh, yeah, good idea. Oh, there goes the paintball again. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, people can hear the us. stream good. is up, according to Dave T. And let me just see. Yeah, okay, good. Hey, John, how are you, my friend? It's boiling hot yesterday, and it's going to be hot again today. We're finally in September, so that means the weather gets nice and warm in California, yeah, we, northern Silicon Valley. We get Valley. lots of fires. California yeah, is burning yeah, that, down. That happens every year. I don't, everyone's always <laughs> stunned by it. <laughs> well, it's, it's whenever the fire gets Which close to home. Last year, at this time, we were talking about the same thing. We were talking about the fires. Yeah, yeah you're right. But we didn't talk about the... Uh, the Craigslist and eBay sales by the state of California. That was pretty cool. Did you catch yeah. that? No, you must have heard no, about that. No, I mean, they had a big auction. I was going to go to it, and then I realized that I have a house full of junk already. <laughs> I don't need any more crap. <laughs> what? But you could have picked up a Ferrari or a Rolex. <laughs> cheap. I don't think they were that cheap, were they? I have no idea. I just thought it was kind of funny. That, and it was a real, a real news story, of course. But uh, I picked that up. Well, I was in Chicago for a couple of days, and I picked that. Actually, it was it was even before Chicago, but they were still talking about it. Like uh, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, put all the state assets, you know, and it was like a salami shop and all kinds of weird stuff. They had all these repossessed items. That would have been something for you, by the way, the salami shop. Yeah, it had been something. Salami. <laughs> you know, salami doesn't keep forever. 
So what were you doing in Chicago? It was the um, Ad Tech Conference. And, uh, and I understand you gave a speech. Actually, I was on a panel. Um, and I typically tend to shy away from uh, from these types of events with good reason. Uh, because it's just a bunch of advertising jerk-offs jerking off together. Um, hi everybody, how are you? Thanks for coming to my thanks for coming to my panel. Thanks for coming to my panel and jerking off. But this was in uh, so a big media buying agency uh, in Chicago is Starcom, and uh, so I was invited by their uh, their new chief something officer, Sean Finnegan, um, who's been around. Who's who's you know he's a He's a pretty well-known guy in the media buying business. And uh, so he, of course, promised uh, and delivered on putting us in front of a couple of their clients. You know, it's like it's it's typical. Go out there and suck some advertiser dick. That's basically what it is. I'm I'm just going to lay it out for you. And then I'm so like, you're oh. actually so. So instead of being your normal self, you're actually uh, kind of pleasant and charming. <laughs> No, I was on a panel, which I forget the title of the panel, but it was a, the equivalent of, oh, maybe I have it in an open It was a panel? It wasn't a stand-up? Uh, no. No, I was just asked to do uh, to do this panel. Let me see. I hate it. panels. Well, this one was kind of funny. The panel was, here it is. I have the browser window still open. Uh, it was a really long title. Um, What's wrong and what's right with digital display advertising? Advancing digital media to drive business results. Mm. And on the panel was um, VP and General Manager of Display Advertising from Yahoo Inc., Dave Zinman, and uh, Group Creative Director with Digitas, Kevin McElroy. And uh, yeah, and these and the, what people don't understand. So display is basically banners, I guess. Although for us, display it could be is, that big block thing too that's yeah. in the middle of a page. You know, you know, for years now, people have neural network that they don't even see banners. You know, it's like right. oh, there's and of course the IAB, the Internet Advertising Bureau standard of you know like three hundred by two fifty is like thanks now 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 your brain really knows what to ignore. Oh, there's that size block again. I'm not going to look at that. And of right. course, you know, how can you think that you can be a brand advertiser with a banner? When someone with a credit card can show up at Google and buy the same space with cellulite, you know, it's like, which, and the guy from Yahoo was pretty funny. He was like, well, you know, our best performing uh, banner is the, is the, what was it? The, the mortgage calculator. <laughs> like, God. yeah, of course, you know, it's direct marketing. The classifieds have moved to the front of the magazine, dude. Forget about it. It's over. The, the internet is great for direct marketing. Yeah, anyway. it's kind of pathetic, but true. And then I that, but that mortgage calculator ad that those guys run is is highly. Uh, it's got. It's just. It's 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 enough to make you nauseous. If you, I mean, it's got a lot of motion. It's got like. Oh, it's, it's got the dancing cowboys. Yeah, so you know it. That's interesting. You know. Yeah, no, I've seen that ad, and it's like the most. As soon as I see it, I bl- I hit the button as fast as like I hate that ad. <laughs> they also had. It started off with that dancing girl doing some a three step thing, and then it was in something else, and some woman shaking her head in a car or something, and it was mm. just. It's just the most annoying. I would never ever. I mean, I re- reject that ad because of its annoyance factor. I, I'm amazed that you actually know about these ads. That you can actually tell me what what was going on in them. I'd never even. You know, I'd never. I'm one of those guys. I can tell that you just, what's going on, but I can't. Can't tell you who the what the company was, and I can I can tell you for a fact I've never clicked on it. And that, of course, is because it's 
a direct marketing effort. It's not a brand advertising effort. So you're not supposed to know unless you actually are looking for a mortgage, which apparently you're not. Yeah, so. I'm always looking for something. Anyway, it was kind of fun. There were a couple of people there from our uh, our old company, Think New Ideas, who I hadn't seen in 10 or 12 years. So that was kind of cool, bumping a couple of old uh, old buddies. W- one of them who I had fired at one point. <laughs> oh, that must have been pleasant. <laughs> no, I said, hey, dude, Carrie, I'm really sorry, man. I'm sorry for firing you 12 years ago. I said, ah, no problem, man. I had a job three days later. That was funny. I had a job before I found this one. Uh, can I start off with a, a little fun, a fun little clip, John? If you play the real news thing. Uh, no, it's it's not a re- well. I'll play the real news thing for you if you want that. I mean, I'm happy to do well, that. Is it real course. news or not? Uh, it's not. It's no. It's well. Yeah, it's from a real news show. Uh, I'll play it. M- morning meeting. Oh, hold on a second. Then I'll play the real news. <sighs> play i thought you had these things i i thought it was just like boom yeah i'm, I'm hitting it but it's not playing it. oh there it is and now back to real news so this back is to, back to real news <laughs> back to real this is from um msnbc and it's the morning meeting uh from august 27th and this is about the swine flu pandemic and they have uh, on this program they have the msnbc uh in-house doctor I uh, don't. Let me see if I can find what her name is here. Yeah, when it pops up on the screen, I'll tell you. Anyway, so she, of course, is advocating that you get the uh, the swine flu shot, and you know, and uh, it's uh, you know, so they're going going back and forth, and of course, well, you know, is it really going to be bad? And blah, blah blah. But I just want you to hear what this real doctor. Oh, that's what we should. We should have a, a now a real doctor talking. Just listen to how she actually winds up this segment by telling you that you really should get the uh, the swine flu vaccination. K-Part might be working triple what time. You, what, are you <laughs> what, are you now, what you do now, what we do now as a country, in deployment of the vaccine and in hand washing and, and covering your cough. And look, li- this is one time. Forget the conspiracy. Listen to our government agencies. These guys are telling the truth. You know, there's no conspiracy here, folks. Just right. get your damn vaccine. Yeah, there you go. Get your damn vaccine. The woman sounded coked up. <laughs> she probably <laughs> is. <laughs> I mean, she's just not like a fast-talking <laughs> Let me see. What is her name? Let me see if I can find her name. No, don't give me her name. Hey, well, hey good. play the clip N- I have. Nancy, I gotta, uh, Nancy Snyderman. There you go. That's her oh, name. I, I know Nancy Snyderman. I've actually sat on a plane with you've, her you've once. You've done coke with her. Don't you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I do, no, I said, if anybody would do coke, it wouldn't be her. Well, she, she wants she you to actually, get your damn vaccine, Johnny boy. Yeah, well, she has a, uh, she's actually a specialist in uh, nose, throat, and other forms of weird cancer that people get from doing coke. From doing cocaine. (laughs) Before Before we get to your clip, John, just a quick moment to remind you what this program is all about. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Yeah! Right on. Right on. That's our formula. It's an easy, it's, you know, it's an easy formula. That's what I like about it. <laughs> We're sticking to it. So um, I have a clip there that has a, it's a flu-related one. It's just a news item. It was this is where, where, where I think this is headed. Um, it's a straight news item that was done on a local station, and it's and it's now it's become instead of having Snyderman yell and scream, you know, people should just get the damn shot. Now it's it's presented as so matter of fact that it. I think I think this is the most effective uh, sales pitch 
you can have the way they do this one. You see, Sonoma County way. Health officials today reported that a teenager has become the latest person to die from the H1N1 flu. The adolescent's name and gender were not released. Officials say the teen had a pre-existing medical condition. The deaths of five other Sonoma residents have been linked to the H1N1 virus, and 36 have been hospitalized with the flu. A vaccine is expected by October. Oh yeah, of course. And and then you know the, what they're going to do. Of course, we already see. Uh, over here. I was just going to say, isn't that just a slick way to do it? It's the easy way to do it. And and the next thing they're going to do, and we've already seen it happen here in in Europe, where I am right now, is, uh, well, you know, you're going to have to wait in line. You can't be first. We have to, we're prioritizing. And these are the people who are going first. It's going to be healthcare workers. It's going to be first, first responders. So they're going to create this false, you know, yeah. urgency. And, right. uh, and it works. Like the, this is the Nintendo uh, marketing approach for the Wii. <laughs> it's the Wii. Exactly the it's the Wii shot. You know, so I was in Chicago with uh, the two gens, uh, Jennifer White, Jennifer Cooper. And so, so we're having, yeah. <laughs> and so we're having dinner and, I'm, you know, of course, you have dinner with me. Eventually, I'm going to say, hey, they're out to kill you, and uh, you definitely should. <laughs> and, and she has two kids. I say, hey, you know, whatever you do, don't, don't let your kids get this swine flu vaccine. This is bullshit. And then I said, actually, on the previous no agenda, we were talking about Gardasil and, uh, you know, and how, you know, hundreds of girls have died, if not thousands, have died from this and all these horrible things. And I see Jennifer Cooper just go white as a sheet. And she says, and I said, are you all right? She says, I, I just had my, my daughter just had her first uh, Gardasil shot. I'm like, dude, don't let her get the second one, okay? And not the third one either. Just stop right now. Is she okay? Does she have a fever? No, no, she's okay. But her doctor was really, really pushing this. She said, the kid's 12, Jennifer. She's not having sex. She's not going to, you know, there's no risk of cervical cancer until she's having sex. Yeah, but the doctor was really pushing it. And she she totally freaked out, man. She was like, oh, my God. And then Jennifer White was like, oh, because who has a new baby, new baby boy? Oh, yeah, no, I did all my research. My kid ain't getting any of that stuff. It's just like, wow. You know, you just see how really intelligent people get hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Yeah, well, not only that, but I think the doctor's at fault here. What's why? You know, what is he getting a piece of the action? Of course, he's getting a piece of the action. That's and even Jennifer Cooper said, "Oh my God, he's he's on the on the payroll." I said, "Duh, duh." Yeah. So we may well, have saved you know, a life, John. Show, be better we may, off. Yeah, we may have saved another life. That's why we're here, <laughs> and to hit people in the mouth. <laughs> I'm not going to play it again. Have you ever heard of uh, Have you ever heard of Pastor Manning? No, I have not heard of Pastor Manning. So I think he has a a radio show. It's a uh, an African American pastor, and there's a YouTube clip of him that I just I mean up to found. I could play the whole thing, but let's just listen to a you know a, a couple of minutes here or just a minute or two of what he's saying. And they can't take it no more. He's talking about white people. Now. And who can blame them? I mean, who can blame them to build this nation and then have it given away, just given away, just thrown away, oh, hold just on. I'm given sorry. away by this. a long-legged half-breed usurper, <laughs> illegal alien, a man who isn't even a citizen, and everybody in the Congress knows that he's not a citizen. I love Dick it. Cheney knows he's not a citizen. <laughs> and yet knows. nobody will stand up. I'm telling you, white folk are ready to riot. Yes. And they should be. 
<laughs> this guy is awesome. White folks are ready to riot. Does that make no damn uh, sense? I haven't noticed that so much. Well, listen, he know he has. Listen I'm telling y'all. I'm telling you. Listen. Now, either y'all go talk to the long-legged Mac Daddy. <laughs> tell him to resign. Resign. <laughs> the long-legged Mac Daddy. And then all these people, John McCain, Hillary Clinton, Mike Huckabee, Dick Cheney, George Bush, all need to stand on a platform and then bring the nine Supreme Court justices and they ought to apologize to God-fearing, uh, God-loving, uh, patriotic Americans ought to have an individual apology from every one of these persons I just named that have allowed this long-legged night daddy, this two-tongued liar, this quasi-Muslim, socialist, communist, Marxist freak called Barack Hussein Obama. This guy's got an awesome show. I'm really liking it. Oh, you would think so. (laughs) It's funny. Now what's a now this is good interesting because I'm not sure what I'm, did you look up Mac Daddy to see what the reference well, was because that's I'm sure it's a slang. race a racial slur let's see long legged Mac Daddy let me see of course I get oh Urban Dictionary Mac Daddy here we go uh, I think the, it has something to do with being a pimp or something yeah the pimp meister the king of the street walkers possessor of the blingest of bling bling the mac daddy is the man who means everything to his ladies of the night oh babe here quote oh baby you my mac daddy mm. mac daddy uh, is a term used to describe a man with an unusual power over women and is derived from the french and later louisiana creole patois term macaro which means pimp there you go Interesting. The Magdad. So yeah, well, we should keep up with that guy just to see what. <laughs> <laughs> just for entertainment value alone, <laughs> you think? But if, yeah. but if you, if you listen, I, I ran into a blog the other day from some ex uh, Little Green Footballs and one of these another right wing black guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing them starting to come out of the woodwork. And this guy's got a blog. I, I have to get the name of it, and we'll I'll bring it up in the one future show. But he's a, a, apparently a professor someplace, and he is. Wor- I, I mean, he doesn't have this guy's vitriol, but he has the he has some of the most uh, offensive oh, Photoshop totally. jobs on Obama. Mm. Imaginable. I mean, they're just in everything. He's got the same kind of negative attitude, uh, and he went on and on about how. But it turns out, if you start reading between the lines, it turns out that he was a a, a jilted Hillary supporter uh, that has lost uh, interest in the party because Hillary was screwed. Yeah, but now he's a crazy Republican. <laughs> I don't even think this guy's a, a Republican. He's just mad. He's not taking, but if you listen to this whole thing, you know, he's like white pe- white folks are going to come up from Alabama, from Mississippi, they're going to come up, and then all of a sudden, and then from Oregon, I don't know quite why he says Oregon all of a sudden, and, yeah, same thing, and they're going to riot. He said, "You think South Central Los Angeles was bad? Wait until white people riot." And I was like, "Whoa!" And, and you know, I have to say, I, I, there may be something to it. You know, these these crazy. We, we really don't know what's going on really what the pulse of the nation is because there is no real news there is no national outlet that can really give you a feeling for for what's happening you know you see little clips and bits and it's really hard to to put it into context and know if it's just a a small local thing or if this really is happening um nationwide it's it i i don't know you know it's like today i'm i'm looking at all the different news stories i have and i'm i'm really depressed i'm like oh man 
it's just, it's just we're, 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 we're all going to die. That's, uh, I'm in one of those moods today. Mean in the meantime, the two dingbats from uh, current TV, Laura Ling and Yuna Lee, are now <laughs> pushing their uh, oh their story. Their story. They're, uh, of course, it's is it Sweeps Week yet? Are we coming up on Sweeps? Well, I'm only seeing it in print so far, so I don't know. No, Sweeps Week usually they they t- harp on talking about it, so I don't think so. Let me see when is Sweeps Week. Um. Isn't it, isn't it coming up? I think Sweeps is coming up, dude. It may, well, make, it won't be coming up until the season begins. It's not going to come up on reruns. Well, no, but the season begins, uh, doesn't start like next week or something? Well, I think about the 14th because that's when Leno shows up. Right, exactly. Well, so there you go. So they're harping it now, and uh, and then they're going to put it out in Sweeps. The whole thing. Nobody was, cares about these two. This is like a negative sweeps. This is like suck your suck your uh, uh, ratings into the toilet if you have these two women on. Well, that's what you think. I mean, the one is like this, and she <laughs> she was talking about how the uh, on the scene in some story on CNN. Oh, we had to eat our notes and destroy the tapes to protect everyone. Oh, really? And, they, I didn't know they ate their notes. <laughs> well, that's a new yeah. That's a new twist. They ate their notes. <laughs> We ate our notes. We should do that, John. We need to eat our notes after every. You know, you can't even find your notes for the show, let alone eat them. <laughs> You're still looking at the notes from last week's show that you forgot. Well, it's it's part it's part of the charm of the show. But but there is a, a note that I kept for myself from last week, which was I don't know if you something you probably would have blogged. Um, there, there's a, a disturbing trend. In uh, the picturesque Swiss village of Lauterbrunnen, where dozens of alpine cows appear to me committing suicide by throwing themselves off of a cliff. Yeah, we did blog this, the cow suicide dilemma. Yeah, that's, that's freaky. That, that's one of those Darwinian type things that you go, hmm. Any thoughts? Whoa, what's going on there? A garbage truck just went by. <laughs> ah, your buddies. <laughs> it's just garbage day. They're parking. <laughs> and what's cool about this little town is that we have, like, they give us like, t- 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 extra cans and a, and, a, and a recycling bin that you can mix stuff in. You don't oh, have to really? You don't have to separate? Here oh, put the bottles really? there. Oh, and that's you're and, near uh, Berkeley, aren't you? Isn't that kind of uh, no? Not Berkeley's dark? just the Berkeley's the worst. Berkeley, they don't let you take too much garbage. They don't let you have garbage disposals because it's against the environment, and they want you to separate everything out for them so they don't have to do any work whatsoever. It's Berkeley is the worst town in the world for for people who are uh, recycling or doing anything because it's just like they make you they make you do all the work just like when you go right. into a Macy's, and and they sit and the woman that's the cashier she's she doesn't just ring up your bill. She's she's typing in and scanning and typing in and sta- scanning. Basically, bookkeeper data. <laughs> so it goes into the computer, and they don't need to have a bookkeeper. There was an article in the, the Financial Times, I think, about people complaining about the length of receipts. And uh, and I have noticed this myself. If you if you go into a Walgreens or uh, or any other store really in the United States. When you, if you, even at Radio Shack, if you buy a pack of batteries, the receipt is like three feet long that, that comes out and it's got bonus coupons and advertising. And all you really want is just a receipt, you know, in case whatever you bought is bogus or you have to return it. Um, but have you noticed this trend? Yeah, it started some years ago. There's been a, they've been putting too, you know, they're printing too much. You know, this coupon thing is out of control. 
and they're putting them on receipts and they put them and they used to have this little device which I got the biggest kick out of because I ran into the guy who uh, who who somehow sold the stores on this some years and years ago they finally took these things out but in the grocery stores you used to and maybe they still have them some places but most of them are gone because I think there was a maintenance fee that was just too high but you'd go into the store and then they'd ring up your bill and then a little coupon would come out of a little special printer that was sitting near the either the thing that returned change or somewhere around you know, that the guy would give you the coupon after you rang up the uh, after they, they gave you your groceries and when you left you had this coupon and typically the coupon deal went like this if you bought a six pack of cola a Coca-Cola, a coupon would come out for a six-pack of Pepsi. Really? Yeah, and just mm. say, you know, try Pepsi instead. And then what happened was, so then the sales deal was, look, if these guys are buying Coke, you can sell them Pepsi, would you, the coupon would come out, and you know, and then they sold Pepsi on this. Once Pepsi was sold on it, they could sell Coke on it. So if you bought a six-pack pack of Pepsi, a Coke coupon would come out. Do you think people actually look at all of those at those at those no, there's three long receipts out there that do. Mm. I think there are. But anyway, somebody along the line got you know figured out that this was just basically a scam, you know, playing one company off against another and they I think they got sued for like unfair trade practices or something because mm. you know they, they were like spying on the bill and so there's privacy issues you know you shouldn't be giving out a coupon uh, if you know right. why you know it right. just became a fiasco and the right. thing disappeared you just just going back to your uh, your garbage men uh, something i noticed in uh, in chicago which of course is I'm the sorry, sanitary engineers i'm sorry did yes. i say garbage <laughs> men <laughs> well of course we all know that you know the uh, uh, the mob pretty much controls the garbage industry, which is fine because, you know, garbage is usually well taken care of, I think. Uh, yeah, it, it runs is. well, they do a right? Good job. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It works. I'm happy. Um, Chicago, of course, is the uh, the center of the universe that is uh, where our president is from. And, of course, uh, Mayor Daley pretty much controls the president and uh, and runs the world. There are so many Russians in Chicago right now. And they're all like, they all actually, they all look like they're adult film stars. And they're, and they've got have American passports, I might add. I, I noticed this at the airport at the, at the check-in. It was like, it was like, must have been 50 Russians with American passports all, you know, going from Chicago back to Moscow, whatever. And I'm like, hmm, do you think that, cause you know, of course, Moscow is uh, famous for its, uh, the mob running everything there. And I, I think that there's probably a, a global thing going on here. You know the other place where there's a lot of Russians that that you know just I mean basically I, I don't want to imply turn, that all Russians are mobsters, but these certainly were. Uh, is Boston? Boston. And bo- both Boston and Chicago are both you know kind of mob towns. <laughs> if we don't mind just generalizing. <laughs> no, they know it. <laughs> it's not like we're shocking. Oh, what? I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, there's mobsters in Chicago. <laughs> Anyway, so what's your point? I got no real point. Yeah, of course not. So I do have an interesting thing here. Apparently, Rachel Maddow went on to one of the uh, talk shows and said, yeah, yeah, I think I got the swine flu, which is like (laughs) you when you came into the office. I had the swine flu. flu. I know I did. You're wandering around, you know, and coughing on people and licking their. No, I I stayed in my hotel room in the Marriott courtyard, I might add, for six full days when I had the swine flu. 
Okay. So anyway, so then now everybody, you know, nobody thought much about it at the time, but now everybody's all up in arms on how she may have infected <laughs> the 30 Rock and the whole, you know, the, Good. the people that work there have children and oh my God. Good. Blah, blah, blah. Good. <laughs> Let them all get swine flu. They need it. And she should be the, she should be at the front of the line for the shots. Yeah, she should actually. She should have priority. I think we should start a viral campaign. Get Rachel Maddow two to the arm. I have one request of readers out there. Apparently, this came out in August. I was going to blog it, but it's a little old, so I didn't do it. But my wife pointed this out. She found these things. The headline here is PETA terrifies children with unhappy meals. Yesterday at a McDonald's in Albany, New York, PETA terrified children by handing out unhappy meals inside the box a bloodied rubber chicken a pack of ketchup blood a mccruelty t-shirt wrapped in a blood spattered chicken sandwich box and a cardboard cutout of a knife wielding ronald mcdonald how did they do this they just handed them out in front of the mcdonald's picketing in front of the place (laughs) they were handing out these meals you know, so 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 called meals. If anybody has one of these things, oh or please, it's worth PETA money. Yeah, handing these things. Money. I, I, they have photos here. The things are little works of art. They got this Ronald McDonald with a maniacal look on his face, with a big knife, and then they got this. The inside of the uh, of the uh, hamburger hold the thing that would hold the meal is all spattered with you know what looks like blood. It's really a, a, I consider it. I was thinking Banksy. You know, one of these uh, you know these street artists did this, but. No, Pete is apparently they got some artists in the company now. Let me see if I can find a picture. Unhappy totally collectible. Meal. Win it Wednesday. <laughs> Unhappy. Look meal. up. Oh uh, yeah, I see, I see it. Yeah. Oh my God, the, the chicken is horrible. The little chickadee, the <laughs> blooded chickadee. Oh my God. Uh, I tell you, these catch up people. with the times. McCruelty. So um, on the kids' topic, something that I find personally kind of creepy particularly because we don't know exactly what he's going to say. On September the 8th, so that will be, uh, what is that, uh, Wednesday, I think? Uh, buh, buh. Yeah, whatever. September 8th. No, this, maybe it's Tuesday. Uh, President Obama will be addressing all students across America in, yeah. a, in, yeah, a, live, in a live web a telecast, and they've sent out documents to um, to teachers with the things the teachers should do. Talking be- points. Talking points, exactly. Before the speech, uh, teachers can build background knowledge about the President of the United States and his speech by reading books about presidents and Barack Obama and motivate students by asking the following questions. Who is the President of the United States? Who do- what do you think it takes to be President? To whom do you think the President is going to be speaking? Why do you think he wants to speak to you? What do you think he will say to you? I mean, they're making this big mystery. And, and I find it, honestly, I find it offensive that the president is going to be speaking with a, a non-published agenda and is expecting teachers nationwide to just flip it on. It's creepy. Yeah, you know, I, I, when the story first appeared, I didn't bother me so much. It was just like, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to have the president speaking to class. It keeps the teachers from having to do any work. But I think if they're going to do that, they should also play a clip from that crazy minister that you just ran earlier in the show. <laughs> the Mac Daddy. You can just see little kindergartners going home. Daddy, what is a Mac Daddy? What's a long-legged Mac Daddy? 
<laughs> long legged Mac, <laughs> <Long-legged> Mac Daddy. <laughs> you got to take some 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 specific little clips out of that. That guy's pretty funny. It, the whole thing is a clip. It's one big clip. You just you just start it. You don't want to stop it. Uh, <laughs> write goals on colored index cards or pre-cut designs to post around the classroom. What do you think it's going to be? This is the kind of cornball stuff they do anyway in these schools. Um, what's it going to be? It's going to be, I know what it's going to be. It's going to be a very uh, sincere talk in his, you know, off of a teleprompter about why, you know, like more like one of those weekend things he does. And he's going to be why, why, why it's important to go to school, and why it's important to get a good education and what, the, what it means to the future of the country. It's just going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rah, rah cheerleader thing. It's not going to be any big deal. You don't think it's going to be about uh, getting your f- swine flu shot? And, no, I, uh, no, here's what it should be. And when you get home, little kids, go to your daddy's oh. wallet and take out <laughs> 50 bucks and, and mail send it to it the to Democratic me. National Committee. Send it to me. <laughs> ask your mommy why she's not supporting the president's health care plan. Oh, ask yeah. Her. Just ask her, say to her, do, Mommy, do you want me to die? <laughs> well, you know now that uh, uh, the government has uh, teamed up with Sesame Street. Oh, yeah, Elmo. With uh, Well, they've got a Sesame Street character named Gordon and, of course, Elmo. Yeah. Uh, who will uh, explain the importance of healthy habits, including, of course, all the things you need to know about the swine flu, the H1N1, the new H1N1 swine flu, which, dude, there are posters everywhere at the airports. It's just outrageous. You know, if you have a fever and you're sneezing, you probably have swine flu, huh? <laughs> Yeah, no such thing as allergies. I went through the humiliation tunnel again. O'Hare is just the worst. Oh, and and I I I just detest it when the TSA agents are yelling at you. Oh God, it makes me so. I really have to calm myself down. Three ounces, three ounces only. Three ounces, three ounces only. Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Laptops out of the bag. Laptops out of the bag. Laptops out of the bag. Take off your shoes. That's right. Move it along. Move it along. Like, I just want to strangle someone. Just like, hey, you, fuck one. Oh, I, oh, I have a great entering the country story for you. Oh, yes. It's been a while. Yeah, so, yeah we have, uh, that, that's been over a year that you've told one of these tales. Of yes, Luke well, it's, it's time for a new one of the uh, humorous variety. So I, um, I land at uh, O'Hare, and uh, I go uh, to the uh, Customs and Border Patrol agent, uh, in the citizens line, and there's a you know a guy like my age, maybe a year or two older. Turns out he was uh, two years older. And I hand him my passport. And I say good afternoon, and he says, uh, "Hey, hey, you're the MTV Adam Curry, aren't you?" And I and I and I, and I start to say, "Why, yes, officer." And I look at his name tag because I want to say you know his name. And his his name tag reads B U T M A N. I'm like, why, yes, officer, officer. <laughs> yeah, but well, 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 maybe it was Bootman or something because it was only one Bootman. T. But it's Bootman to you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna mispronounce this guy's name. We're saying, why, yes, officer Butman. That's me. <laughs> I could just see Hello. myself retained Butman. with 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 uh, with uh, rectal examination. I'm like, oh my god. And the yeah, I remember watching. And you, yes, Officer Butman. <laughs> I'm sure you enjoyed it. <laughs> Bootman. <laughs> oh, jeez. He let me in, though. That was good. 
Yeah, well, you're on the A-list now. Oh, totally. I think it's because of this show, by the way. Let me, uh, actually, let me give you some, uh... And now, back to real news. This is even in the Financial Times. This is uh, news that you'll be interested in, uh, John. Uh, Gordon Ramsay standing in the culinary firmament has taken yet another hit with a number of his restaurants drubbed as overpriced and disappointing. Even his flagship restaurant, Gordon Ramsay in Chelsea, which was considered the best gastronomic experience in London last year, has suffered, quote, an unprecedented slide, according to the latest edition of Harden's London Restaurants. Uh, they're now saying it... Um, here it is. Uh, his his seven-course menu prestige is not a three-star Michelin experience. For 120 pounds, I might point out. Which is not a bad price, by the way, for... Uh, for seven three, courses? Well, for seven courses in a three-star restaurant, that's pretty, pretty right. low. But if it, if it sucks... Yeah, if it, if it sucks. This is part of the, the never-ending smear that began... When his business, you know, people have to realize when they're watching any of this stuff that his, uh, that he essentially stepped out on his wife. Yeah, that's and, where it really started, which, by the way, he is still not admitted and still has not really been proven, I don't think. Well, whatever. He stepped out on his wife, and, he, and, and, the, and the fly in the ointment is the fact that his wife's father was his manager. And, and, running and, and major investment, investor. I mean, he, yeah, His everything. wife's father is and, like 40% of the business, I think. Right, and so this is not the guy you want to piss off, you know, by you know, messing with his daughter, and that's when it all began. And it seems like no coincidence to me that it's just continuing because he refuses to make amends, and he's you know, they're probably him and the and the. I mean, the guy is obviously the guy who is the wife's father is obviously no slouch because he's the one who built up this empire, mm-hmm. and he can you know can tear it down just as fast. And he's like you know, he's probably got connections everywhere. Well, but he's still actually he's still the running the company. I, it makes no sense for him to to tear it down right you know while he's still a major shareholder. I don't know what the politics are, but I can just tell you that it just seems like a no coincidence as far as I'm concerned that this stuff keeps happening to Ramsey. I I think it's uh it's just typical the way the media works and the way the kind of life works. You know, it's a roller coaster, particularly uh, if you're in the public eye. You built up, you're knocked down, and you know. In, in I can predict right now, in a year or two, if we're still alive, he'll have a, an amazing comeback. You know, he'll fight his way back up to the top, and he'll he'll rebuild. Yeah, well, maybe he should shut down some of his restaurants in the process and concentrate well, I, on. Well, I think that I think that'll just happen all by itself. I <laughs> that seems to be uh, the trend of him closing his restaurants. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah, no, his flag, I haven't been to that place, uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay's. In Chelsea? For, yeah, mm. but I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's not as horrible as these guys are making it out to be. I mean, because if nothing else, he's got to uh, keep that one ship with his name on it uh, at the top of the heap. But, of course, while everyone is talking about that, somewhere buried on page 18 is the record criminal fine criminal fine i might add that uh, pfizer has had to pay for for false claims false advertising uh basically selling you shit 
the, was it like $1.2 billion? It in, was in uh, the billions. It's unbelievable yeah. fine. It's yeah. just fine. It's Here, completely out. In a combination, out. civil and criminal settlement, Pfizer has agreed to pay $2.3 billion, the largest health care fraud settlement in the history of the Department of Justice. Uh, within that $2.3 billion is a criminal fine of $1.195 billion, which makes it the largest criminal fine in history. Combating health care fraud is one of this administration's top law enforcement priorities. By all accounts, every year we lose billions of dollars to Medicare and Medicaid, uh, the Medicare and Medicaid funds. From- yeah, there it is. So that, of course, is why this is uh, why they're trying to to play this one out. Is about the so-called fraud, and we need health care reform because these guys are stealing our money. Fraud. Those billions represent health care dollars that could be spent yeah. on medicine. And on after we have care. the reform, they'll stop stealing our money, right? Oh yeah, right, <laughs> right away. <laughs> It'll right end away. immediately. It doesn't actually say in the uh, in the article exactly what they did, which is I always find disturbing. Uh, there were some. Uh, they were doing some. Uh, the salesmen were doing some bribes, and there was there was a whole bunch of different. Oh, they were, don't, they don't were tell prescribed. me they were they were paying off uh, doctors. Doctors. They were they were they were they were encouraging uh, mis. I don't know what the term is, but I'm saying going to say misprescriptions. In other words, there's drugs that are recommended for this, that, and the other, but you're not supposed to recommend them for these other things, and they're recommending them for these other things to move more product. And there's a there's a whole laundry list of stuff they were doing, but it, it seems to me that all these guys do that. I mean, the Pfizer is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, people want to know why healthcare is so expensive. They just need to look at these drug companies. And where does that uh, that that three billion dollars go? Who gets that? They probably never even give them the money. I mean, I don't know. They probably they'll fight that for so long. It's going to be ridiculous. Right. I don't know. It goes into the treasury. Oh, Timmy Geithner. To- <laughs> Timmy Geithner, another right, fine, yeah. upstanding citizen. <laughs> yeah, it goes right to it goes right to the banks. <laughs> oh. So one of the big things going on out here, which I find detestable. Is uh, well, actually, what clips do I have? Let's play a clip. You got a couple. Of, yeah, you got a couple of clips. You got. Uh, I don't have any great clips. Poison today. one, poison two, shooting at school six. Oh six, yeah, the shooting six. at school is kind of interesting. We had a shooting uh, here. Uh, I'll give you the background on it. It was up in the uh, skyline college, which I didn't even know what that was, but it's a little junior college, or I guess, in the hills. And I guess there was a couple of gangs or some kids that were uh, two black groups and they got into a they're in the parking lot and then they got into a uh a a screaming match one of them yes kerfluffle and then one of them pulled out a gun and shot one of the other kids in the butt and and then they all scrambled out of there as fast as they could but meanwhile of course everybody's preoccupied with the thing and it's virginia tech all over again right right, right. so they text message everybody and then they do this and that but there's a couple of punchlines in this story you have to play the whole thing that are just to me it's just the eye roller and the the main one you'll you'll as soon as you hear it you're going to go what what? But anyway, but it, there's also the naivete of the, of the kids that it's just kind of weird. But play it, play the Weapons clip. drawn, they formed lines, then carefully walked room to room looking for the gunman. Meanwhile, the school sent text messages to students telling them to shelter in place. <laughs> I got to stop it right there. <laughs> what, ha- what happened to the PA system? Remember that when we were in school, John? It was like, hey, kids. <laughs> 
Get in a safe place. No, we're going to send text messages. Does the school have everyone's mobile number? Is that now uh, They might. I mean, it's, you know, people determine that if they've done that at Virginia Tech where they don't have a big giant PA system because it's an actual university, uh, text messaging probably would have saved some people. But the point is is that these kids were in the parking lot, and they all raced out of there as soon as this happened. So they were, they were, what were they looking for? Stay in your rooms and lock all the doors. There was an altercation between two groups of African-American males in the parking lot number six. And during that altercation, one subject was shot. As police that, cleared, by the way, that, by the way, was the cop who looked very displeased by everything. And he just said, look, there was an altercation. The guy was shot. You know, get out of my face. It was it just apparently was just a simple episode. But anyway, go back. Each classroom, they helped 3,000 students calmly evacuate. Pop, 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 pop. And then I was like, what was that? These two students say they heard the shots, looked up, and saw a group of men sprinting toward them. They just started, like, yelling. They're like, oh, crap, dude, run, run, run. That guy got shot. Police say the men got away in a fluorescent purple Ford Escort with a paper license plate. I was really scared. I saw the gun and I was just like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like that before. It was impossible to find this vehicle. <laughs> fluorescent purple. The thing was, was literally fluorescent purple. With spinning rims and all kinds of... <laughs> couldn't They'll find never it. find They'll them. never find those guys. No way. <laughs> I mean, this this thing was like so. It was beyond. It was almost lavender. It was just as just <laughs> gaudiest purple thing you've ever seen with paper plates. <laughs> yeah, like that makes a difference. This thing, you, this thing lights up the road. What boneheads! Oh man. Oh. So that's our local news. That's the hot stuff going on around here. That and the fires. Yeah, there's uh, there's there's different stories going on. Oh man, people are just calling me all day because it's my birthday, of course. Um, Happy birthday to you! Some of the biggest supermarkets in Britain have uh, held secret talks because they're running out of non-GMO food suppliers, so they literally oh. cannot find. Uh, Please, Why don't you to... just take the phone off the hook? That would do the trick. It's kind of hard with a cell phone. How do you take a cell phone off the hook? Oh, you call it's called turning it off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, but what if something someone important calls? Tesco, Sainsbury's, Morrison, Marks and Spencer, Co-op, Summerfield, and uh, Aldi uh, met with civil servants to discuss their problems in finding traditional food suppliers. So they can no longer find food that is non-GMO, i.e. created, you know, laboratory-created frankenfood. By who? What do you... <laughs> I'm giving I, you the cue. You, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm with you, baby. I'm with you. You're like, you, you you're not laugh. getting enough sleep, or what's the deal? Uh, yeah, uh, let me see. I, did, I, did I fly on the red eye from Chicago to be here on time for the show? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh yeah. But that's uh, that's disturbing. Yeah, that's pretty disturbing. I agree. <laughs> they cannot find suppliers who are not GMO. I mean, that's wow. And of course, I there was a bunch of things in the EU that prevented all this GMO food from being sold and bought and sold. And but, yeah, but, you're missing, yeah, but then you're missing the point. So European rules state that GM food uh, has to be labeled. The point is they can't find suppliers who sell non-GMO food. 
Everyone's using this shit. It's everywhere. It's we're doomed. I don't know what to tell you. I think it's just uh I don't know. I mean, I mean, when up in Washington State, we uh, shop at a, a little uh, grower who grows his own food. I mean, he's a farmer. He's got a whole lot of land. He doesn't. There's no GMO stuff up there. And we have the raw milk from the uh, Dungeness Creamery, and uh, well, yeah, um, of course. I mean, we just we could get buy a cow on the off the hoof, you know. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you, off the cliff, you mean? You can't, you, you can't. <laughs> I mean, there's not enough of those guys to go around. And particularly in the United Kingdom, where there really are no small shops anymore. Everyone shops at these big box supermarkets. You know, the, and if, 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 they're not, if they're not buying their food there, they're buying it at the gas station. This is another very disturbing trend in Europe. Uh, all gas stations are effectively mini marts where you go and, you know, pick up your food. People actually eat in the gas station these days. Have you ever seen that? What do you mean? They, they, there's their tables in there? Yeah, they've got like stand-up tables, and you walk in, and so you know, it's, oh, and you it's get like, one of those reheated hamburgers yeah. that's been sitting in the bin forever, yeah, and you yeah. put some yeah. mustard on it and choke it down with yep. a Slurpee. <laughs> no, we don't know the concept of Slurpee. We have just aspartame-tainted Diet Coke. Another trend I've noticed: if you don't specifically ask for it, you get a Diet Coke. No, have, there, not here. I tell you, no, we're Europe, moving too much high fructose corn syrup for that kind of scam to get any leg. Well, this is the aspartame scam, and boy, I'll tell you, if you don't specific, even on the airplane, if you don't specifically say I want a regular Coke, you're getting a diet Coke. People are hooked on the taste of this shit. People are really, really hooked on it. And that's a good thing to avoid drinking. Uh, yeah, well, in general, I think Coke is a good thing to avoid. Well, here's a headline for you. Is this a real news? Yeah, might as well be. Armless man denied <laughs> check cashing at Bank of America for not giving thumbprint. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Seems like real news to me. Yeah, this something's so, wrong with my, uh, my my. Every single time I hit the button, it's slow or it's not firing. I don't know what's going on. I'm too tired to figure <laughs> it out. Sounds like you have a need an upgrade. Mm. Let me. No, I can probably. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm sorry. Let's see. Michelle Bachman's in the news again. She's gone crazy. Oh, oh my girlfriend. I love her. What's she doing now? Oh, she's deciding that we all need to take a blood oath of some sort. Really? So we have to slit our wrists. Cool. <laughs> blood brothers. I'm in all this. for that. <laughs> what's What's the dealio? It's about the health care deal. I mean, it's everybody's taking these ridiculous sides, I mean, on an issue that is not. I mean, I don't get why the Democrats didn't just ramrod this thing through. They had everybody they needed. They should have just pushed this through in the dead of night. I don't know. What's their problem? Well, they don't have the votes. I guess not anymore. Here it is. Freed U.S. journalists suspect they were. This is, by the way, one of the other stories about these, these dingbats, Ling and Lee. Ling and Lee. Ling and Lee. This was the CNN story. Now, now they suspect they were lured into a trap. Oh, right. While they were conveniently wandering into North Korea. And she did. This is a funny line here, according to the writer. Ling and Lee didn't want to. No, Ling and Lee didn't go into much more detail about their experiences in captivity, saying there are 
quote, things that are still too painful to visit. Like eating our notes. <laughs> it's too painful for me to talk about eating my We should do that every show. We should eat some notes. Would you like oh. some notes with your beer? <laughs> Here's a story about Ling and Lee. Eat those notes. Mash it up really good. Dateline, September 1st, 2009. The State Department has extended a contract with Blackwater. I thought they were banned. No, 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 no. Sources say the department has agreed to temporarily continue using the subsidiary known as Presidential Airways. These are the guys that smuggle guns and dog food. To provide helicopter transport for embassy employees around Iraq until a new contract with another security company, DynCorp International, oh yeah, is fully implemented. Presidential Airways is an arm of U.S. Training Center, which is a subsidiary of XI, formerly and still commonly known as Blackwater. Of course, DynCorp says we're not going to be fully staffed and certified in order to assume the responsibilities immediately, so uh, you know uh, we need these guys to continue. I think... Um, in fact, I have uh, I have an article. Wasn't this one of our Secretary of State's promises? Uh, you know, let me bring it up for I you. Know, there's a promises, couple of promises websites Hil- out Hillary there. Clinton, I'll tell you, these guys are not performing very well. Well, Hillary Clinton, as a candidate for president, pledged to ban Blackwater. In February 2008, she announced that she would sign on as the co-sponsor of a, a little-known bill put forward in the House of Representatives uh, the Stop Outsourcing Security, or SOS Act, oh yes, we've got an acronym, sought to end the use of armed mercenaries in U.S. war zones. Hey, Hillary, what's up with that? <laughs> Maybe we should ask Bill. <laughs> we know how much you like it. It's like all Roseanne, Roseanne, Adana, people can remember that, you know. Oops. Oh, yes. These private security contractors have been reckless and have compromised our mission in Iraq, Clinton said in February 28, 2008, statement on the campaign trail. The time to show these contractors the door is long past due. We need to stop filling the coffers of contractors in Iraq and make sure that armed personnel in Iraq are fully accountable to the U.S. government and follow the chain of command. Well, I'm sure you've seen how, how well that's working at our embassy in Afghanistan. I hope you blog this. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We blogged it about the thugs that are running the thing. Well, it's like Lord of the Flies. We've got, um, here's Afghan national employed as a food service worker. So the, the, these guys like walking around naked. There's pictures of them eating potato chips out of each other's butts, which, by the way, <laughs> is, God, is, that, is, thanks for that. It's not recommended behavior anywhere. <laughs> uh, simulated uh, anal intercourse. Um, it's like frat boys, and 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 I'm sure that they are. They're hired. I'm sure that these, we need to get out of that country. That's stupid that we're there. You know, this is um, a couple interesting things about Afghanistan and and our being there. So one, this is what uh, President Obama keeps calling the necessary war, and I think we should stop and and evaluate that because I don't know what's so necessary about it, and. Returning now to the vernacular, thanks to bonehead Robert Gibbs, the White House spokesperson, he's brought back the war on terror quote. Now that's back. I thought we were getting rid of that. I thought the president said we're not going to say that anymore. And now he's saying it all over the place. War on terror. War on terror. It must have tested well in a focus group. 
You can't under-resource, because of course they want uh, 200,000 extra troops to go in. And by the way, it doesn't have to be, you know, like reservists. It can just be Blackwater dudes. You can't under-resource the most important part of our war on terror. You can't under-resource that for five or six or seven years. Oh, really? Whether it's under-resourced with troops, whether it's under-resourced with civilian manpower, whether it's under-resourced with economic development funding. What warmonger said this? This is Robert Gibbs. And just so hope basically, to snap we're your just fingers. another Vietnam, and the Democrats did it again. But no Talk one's peace. no one's questioning this. No one's well, questioning because nobody can question it because they're all you know liberals can't question the president of the United States. By the but, way, I got the name of that that blogger that's that's got the anti Obama blog, who's a, a you know a black guy. Uh, typical. I mean, they, these guys go crazy with some of the most offensive to me, some of the most offensive imagery. Uh, but I'll mention it anyway. Uh, Afro City Blog, A F R O C I T Y Blog dot WordPress dot com, and uh, this guy's uh, he's in the same league as that preacher that you were playing earlier. Mm. Well, it's a trend, John. It's a trend, and maybe it's yeah. a really good one. It might be, unless we get out of Afghanistan and actually start focusing on this country. Well, it, it would be an idea, you know, we all know that the, the, the Taliban, by the way, what happened to Al-Qaeda? Weren't we after those guys? I'm confused. But they're, <laughs> so they're in Pakistan. They're, they're not in Afghanistan. <sighs> an Afghan national employed as a food service worker at the Guard Corps base at Camp Sullivan submitted a signed statement August 16th attesting that a Guard Force supervisor and four others entered a dining facility on august 1st of course these were not actual u.s troops these were probably blackwater type guys wearing only short underwear and brandishing bottles of alcohol upon leaving the facility the guard force supervisor allegedly grabbed the afghan national by the face and began abusing him with foul language saying you're very good for fucking the Afghan national reported that he was, quote, too afraid of them. I could not tell them anything. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> this is from Mother Jones, by the way, that I'm reading this from. Mother Jones has to report on this. Yeah, well, you're not going to get... Yeah, I think it's pathetic when you have to read news in Mother Jones. And it's... it's so it, there's just thugs everywhere, John. It's just thugs everywhere running thuggery. everything. It's big-time thuggery. And the TSA thugs are very close behind to, to this type of behavior. <coughs> and by the way, why are they all 300 pounds? <laughs> why is that? I ran into a skinny guy in Texas. Well, okay. He was screaming about... You can have more than three ounces. If it's not three ounces, it's not allowed. You should throw in the garbage. If it's a jar that says six ounces on it, but there's only three ounces inside, it will be confiscated. If it says six ounces, if there's nothing inside, it will be confiscated. It should be three. It has to be three ounces in a container that says three ounces. And it goes on and on like that. Just forever. I mean, it's like the guy never stopped talking. To, uh, to settle my, uh, my anger in these moments in the TSA line, I've, I've now taken to evaluating and studying the X-ray operator. And they, they rotate, you know, so they all take their little turn. And half of these guys just like sitting there, you know. Just, uh, <laughs> you know I know, most of the, the smart money just, you know. But then uh, I, I love watching my bag go through because you have the multiple colors that turn it orange, blue, and you can see all these different things. Now, 
I wish I had the balls because I know I can't do it. I wish I had the balls to take a picture of what my bag looks like because my bag is essentially a big bundle of wires and batteries. <laughs> you know, and if anything, when a bag full of wires and batteries, it goes through the x-ray machine, you might want to just check it. They never, <laughs> ever do. But, I oh, know, it's man, funny. if you got some water in that bag, oh, the alarm bells go off. Oh, water, 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 water. <sighs> yeah. And, and yeah, by I now, yeah. That too. And, and I just, all, I just like to water, remind... They can find that water, and they can also find a tube of toothpaste or whatever. And, and I would just like to remind people one more time, we've discussed it on this show, but the reason for this liquids limitation... Um, was because there was a so-called bust of so-called terrorists at Heathrow or uh, who were intending, it wasn't even at Heathrow, who were intending, according to the bust, to take liquids onto American aircraft to mix them up and explode these aircraft midair and bring them down. All of these so-called terrorists were acquitted. They were not convicted. They were act- It was thrown out. They not only... Could they not prove that they were planning on doing this? These guys had no passports, had no tickets, and they didn't really even have the right chemicals to do this. They acquitted all of them, and still we have to do this. We have to go through this humiliation. Well, because they came up with a good idea, and possibly somebody else can come up with that idea, and they can do it. No, so it's too late it's, now. No, it's for retail, because the minute you go through, you can get yourself a nice knife in first class, and you can buy yourself a $7 bottle of water. Well, there's that. <laughs> It's a retail scam. So you telling me you are you telling me that we've hired all these TSA people for the the millions and millions of dollars it costs to keep this thing staffed just so they can sell more bottled water? Uh, amongst other things, yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's possible. <laughs> yeah, there's something in that. You never know. Let's do another one of your clips, John. Uh yeah, he I just play these two clips of the, the the poison one and poison two and then uh it's just something that it bothers me when I say I'm getting to the point now where it's, it's getting annoying to watch these uh, these cop shows where they come up with these. I mean, it's just it, it, as if police work involved any of this. Play clip one. OK, so we're missing a big piece of the puzzle here. All this noise, you stop, stop, stop. Oh, this is uh, this is these are the machines that calculate DNA within seconds. No, no, no. That's no. This is a this is uh, the uh, facial uh, recognition CSI, right? CSI uh, Miami, and they and of course the the cops are all standing around this most high tech projector in the world where they wave <laughs> their arms and the pictures are changing, and then you know they say, well, I think that guy's got something to do with it. Run the facial recognition, and then you hear all this. But they have all these sound effects. Yeah, cool. Is, it is cool. No, it's. I can almost see the uh, the faces change. Oh, shoot. That's how it sounds like. Yeah, cool. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Go back. Oh. Yeah, go back one. That's Zoe Bell's trainer, right? So what's he doing with Patrick Garrity? Is he in any of that pictures? Zoom in. Hold on, I'm going to use the facial recognition software. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's worked at every single one of the burglarized houses. He's the one. He's the common denominator, not Megan Hamilton. Yeah, those are really good. <laughs> the sound effects. And he puts the spatial recognition. Pew, 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 pew. 
<laughs> I love it. Now, okay, now we go on to an even more weirder one. That's, this is a little longer, but this is on CSI New York, and they're trying to figure out if some guy had actually done something or not. And the guy had already been – this real story, the way they, they handle it is the guy had already been convicted. He's already served time, but the, for some reason they're going to – spend the re- police resources trying to prove he's innocent after he's already out of jail just to clear his name and this is what the cops do and they go put this kind of effort into it you might as well play this okay wait stop stop what they're doing there is the guy was in a car wreck so they've they've the, so the police department apparently has bought a copy of his car and they've hooked it up to some rig that the big automakers use to slam the car over and over again into a pole wrecking it of course just to see where to explain why a cell phone was sitting in the front seat this is the kind of effort the police do by the way with every small accident go on <laughs> So they're wrecking a car. John, John, you do realize it's it's not it's make believe. No, I know, but that's not what my point is. The make believe part I get. Created the reported speed of the car and simulated the object of impact and placement of the phone and not once did the cell land on the front passenger side floor where you recovered it. And in Neville's vehicle, the power adjustment gears under the seat are too bulky for an object just to slide forward, but that doesn't definitively eliminate the possibility that the driver was holding the phone. But it makes it more plausible to someone in the passenger seat. Is that Belzer? No, no, no. This is uh, CSI in New York. That's uh, uh, Gary Sinise and some other guy. So which brings us to the prints. Now, Neville's left thumbprint was on both the driver and passenger seatbelt release button. He certainly could have been a passenger in his own car at another time other than the accident. Yes, he could, and I thought about that. But this is Talmadge Neville's thumbprint lifted from the driver's side release button. Now, based on the position of the apex and the delta points, it appears that Neville released... Hey, John, how's your apex and delta points doing? <laughs> uh, I, I, mine are feeling pretty good right now. <sighs> the belt from the passenger seat. But there is another possibility. He could have used his left hand from the driver's seat. Doc, I thought about that too, but why would he reach all the way across his body and turn his thumb 180 degrees to release the button? How come we can't find Bin Laden? I mean, <laughs> we, we clearly have the technology. I mean, we, we can really do some amazing shit, but we just can't the find point. this guy, can we? Yeah, you can play the rest of that now. The, the it's unnatural action, but easily accomplished from the passenger seat. Leads me to conclude that Neville released that belt to let someone else out. So anyway, the point is, is that a friend of mine who's a pre-law and who does a lot of work for the public defenders, and he's, he's starting to see this already. The jur- jury pool of the United States of America is being corrupted by these shows because people watch this crap. Oh, and, and they it's believe com- it. Complete fiction, and they think the cops are doing this kind of work on a day-to-day basis. So when a cop goes up there on the stand and says, blah, 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 the cop is telling the truth based on all kinds of work that they've put into this case. Yep. Oh, yeah. And and also, it's a great way to get more technology companies, you know, uh, building more crap and, uh, and tax dollars and pounds and yen and euros being spent on more cameras and more sophisticated shit that doesn't actually work. Right, money it's all scam. a scam. Money scam. It's a scam, big scam. I was uh, I was surprised. I think it was Tuesday morning. I saw the same story in some high end publications, i.e., Wall Street Journal, Financial Times, and I'm reading it here on Bloomberg. 
Afghan opium prices dropped to eight-year low. And I'm thinking, how do they know this? Is there an index or something that I'm unaware of? Is there like some open market that, that these guys have access to? It must be on a Bloomberg terminal. I mean, they literally know opium poppy cultivation fell 22, 20, not, not, not 20, 22 percent to 123,000 hectares. So they, they know how big it is. They know where it is. How come they can't just stop this? I mean, this, all of this, of course, really backs up my theory that, that the reason we're in Afghanistan is to get the drugs and to bring it into the country. It's a huge industry of which Bloomberg reports on. Afghan growers made $438 million from opium this year. How do they know that? How do they know that? Not, not 500, not 400, no, $438 million. Yeah, a little too specific to be, uh, you know, How does that just work? Pulling numbers out of their ass. I mean, it, it it just blows me away. I I don't understand. And of course, Afghan farmers who produce more than ninety percent of the opium used to make the world's heroin slash poppy cultivation by it's like it's like the commodity like they're talking about oil. Well, there's less <laughs> poppy output to raise the prices because you know your heroin your smack is just too cheap. It's the mat, long-legged Mac Daddy making the smack too cheap on the streets. That's what's <laughs> happening. Long-legged. We gotta use the long-legged. <laughs> the Mac long-legged Daddy. Mac Daddy. This is a forty-two page. Re- They've got analysts on this shit, John. Here, lower opium prices in Afghanistan reflect the continuing high levels of opium production, which is thought to exceed global demand for opium and its derivatives. According to the forty-two page report issued today, annual world demand for illicit opium has never exceeded five thousand tons. They know everything. <laughs> they, and, and there's a picture of these dudes with like, you know, with uh, with beards sitting in a poppy field. <laughs> it was like, no way, man, no way. This is a completely known industry. They've got it down to percentages, to the exact dollar amounts. I mean, come on. And, and we, and, and we were like, oh, okay. I guess so. And, uh, and of course, Monsanto. There was something about Monsanto. I should actually uh, play the... Uh, I should get some Roundup Ready opium. Yes. You, you got that story, too? No. You're Did making you a Roundup uh, Ready opium? <laughs> yeah, you're making a joke. No, that's true. <laughs> Hold on. I was. I was making a joke. No, 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 no. It's really true. Let me find the... Uh, uh, <laughs> Roundup Ready yeah, It is. It's Roundup Ready Opium. Uh, yeah, it's from the start of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Uh, OCA has been tracking the opportunities for Monsanto. <laughs> a well-known war profiteer, think Agent Orange, to take advantage of the current occupations. These include pushing glyphosate which is the Roundup uh, herbicide, for poppy eradication. Well, it turns out they've now made Roundup-ready poppy. And, uh, of course, they're not sure how this exactly happened. I mean, could it, maybe the, the growers have just been mutating this stuff. But, yep, sure enough, they've got Roundup-ready poppy. Wow. In fact, so the idea, okay, so here's the idea. So here's the plan. You bring Monsanto into the picture so they can help eradicate, quote unquote, the poppy fields. And in fact, what they're really doing is testing the Roundup Ready poppies. And that's why they're there spraying Roundup all over everything. And the, by the way, the people who don't use the Roundup Ready poppy the seeds, their fields are wiped out. Yep. Uh, as reported that's last genius. Yeah, as reported last year in Iraq, the groundwork has been laid to protect the patents of Monsanto and other GM seed companies. 
uh, one of Paul Bremer's last acts as head of the global uh, the Coalition Provisional Authority, i.e. the guys who handed out cold hard cash by the pallet load, was an order stipulating that farmers shall be prohibited from reusing seeds of protected varieties. So these guys, they've already got poppy seeds. <laughs> they, I'm telling you, they've got poppy seeds. Unbelievable. And we just sit here like schmucks. <laughs> we really do. Let me... Well, one uh, thing. Well, was, as we sit here like schmucks, we should remind people to uh, donate to the cause here. You get this kind of information only on this show for some unknown reason, but, you know, what else can we do? Uh, Dvorak.org slash NA. We need your help. We'd like to get some more donations before Sunday so we can name some people. We also will do some. There are some people that came up with uh, wanting a ringtone? jingle. A ringtone or a jingle? A ringtone. I'm sorry. A ringtone. Uh-huh. If anybody wants a ringtone and they give us uh, 50 or $100, this will be the last uh, time we do it for 50 we're going to up the up we got to up the ante yeah because there's so much so, so much demand there's <laughs> two there's been two people there's so, so much demand for ringtones <laughs> so i'm telling you pe- john I, people don't listen to the show they just see a, a paypal link and go oh i should click on that oh yeah so, it'll work i can use it so uh, if you would please help us out with the uh, dvorak.org slash na or noagenda.squarespace.com please and we'll thank you profusely on sunday also we are going to go ahead with the dinner on october 3rd so far and we have a bunch of people that are kind of signing up on an ad hoc basis and we we need to oh is this definite now is it, october 3rd of course which is the official day of thanksgiving as per uh, abraham lincoln's uh, proclamation was it right. Lincoln? Yeah, it was Lincoln. Right? Yeah, Lincoln. And then, uh, so if people want to email either Adam or myself, uh, Adam at Mevio.com or John at Dvorak.org, and just uh, put in the subject line, uh, no agenda dinner, uh, or something like that, so we don't lose it. And all the yeah, story. I'll, I'll have a. Sorry? I mean, go ahead. But anyway, go to noagenda.mevio, uh, or sorry, noagenda.squarespace.com, and, and please donate. Uh, keep us going for another uh, week and get us into three shows a week. That would be good, too. Yeah, and, and all of the links, everything we discuss is always in the show notes. Also, No Agenda Show is where you can find it. Uh, we've got uh, several other initiatives. Uh, and don't forget noagendaforums.com uh, if you want to participate in the live stream, noagendastream.com, which is usually uh, uh, the tip- our typical time is 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific uh, time on uh, Sundays and Thursdays. Uh, you can also join in at noagendachat.com. And we've got we got a lot of uh, no agenda. We got a right. Brain, and this is all done by volunteers, problems. by the way. Yeah. We thank them yeah. profusely for helping us out and uh, keeping this thing uh, running smoothly. So I just have uh, two quick stories. Uh, you have laughed at me in the past uh, about this, but uh, thank goodness for uh, for Boeing. Uh, they have announced uh, they had a successful test of the ATL, the Advanced Tactical Laser, which was able to nuke an unoccupied stationary vehicle from the air. Yeah, there you go. No, this is uh, this actually happened about a month or so ago, didn't it? It's not a new story. Um, no, well, the, the story is. I was going to blog it. I was going to blog it, and I said, "Oh, brother, you know, just another. Who knows?" Yeah, the, no, they shot a laser from a Boeing, big Boeing jet. Yeah, and now they can melt shit. <laughs> they can, they can well, they have already they already melt the meals they serve on these planes. But it's this is serious business. <laughs> and uh, and I would just like to say that I believe before the end of the year we are going to see the next phase of the financial crisis, and it really and, and now Beijing is uh, is starting to wield its uh, its ugly head. 
State Chinese state owned companies will be allowed to walk away from loss making commodative a commodity derivative trades. The uh, we haven't talked about derivatives in a long time, but the uh, the total derivative exposure that's out there is estimated to be like five hundred trillion dollars. It's some ridiculous number. And, and so once that shit starts to unwind, then hold on to your hats and grab your gold. So what's uh, do I have another clip left? Yes, you do. Yes. But what does it say? Sixth sense. Oh, uh, six cents. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. This is more propaganda that came out. This is from a show called Lie to Me, which I think is actually quite well written. And they, since nobody learns anything in school anymore, they, 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 they throw this, this random information into these shows. And I'm not absolutely sure what the point of this one was, but it's, uh, I was just like it was kind of a jaw dropper when I heard. It. I'm thinking, what are what is the point of telling us this? And with the with the reference to the to the to the source material, play it. Let's take a look at our victim. More good sound effects, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I love these. Which group does Dante look like? The men on the left or the men on the right? Um, the men on the left. Oh, you have a sixth sense. By that, I mean you see gay people. You think Dante's gay? Yeah, and so do you. All the men on the left are gay. A new study in the Journal of Experimental Psychology showed that most people can identify gay men by face alone. It has to do with the pattern of muscle tension in the face. You know, it is true. Whenever uh, a man's face is in my crotch, I usually think he's gay. <laughs> That's usually when I... when I It has when, to do with the muscle tensions in the face. That is such what, bullshit. What is that about? That is such bullshit. That is... That's like... Da- what show is that? Uh, lie to me. That's like... That's dangerous, man. That, that shit shouldn't be on television. It's just like you, you know what you know the only thing that would, would really nail it is if somebody brought up this point. You know, you can you, when you see you can tell a Jew when you see him. Yeah, that's next. I'm telling you, that's next. It's the nose. That's hey, it's that easy. My God, it, it was like that's what you know. They had these uh, posters in Nazi Germany. You know, here's what you know with the measurements and the the skull, and this is how with, with Jews. And so, uh, but anyway, no, the, I, I just I'm telling you, I was just taken back by that one, and it was also kind of pointless. But it was. Uh, well, it's, it was a, it's it's dangerous and it's disturbing and it's flat out wrong and Lucian Patrick Henry style here in America. And this is what we should have our kids watching: uh, red blooded, God fearing, uh, Jesus loving Americans are going to stand up and say, "We're not going to take it no more. <laughs> We're just not going to take it." So I have one and, more uh, story. You don't want another Mac Daddy. No, I think that we have you got to clip that guy down a little bit so we can use him as a more concentrated. Okay. <laughs> where he's screaming. New and, new and improved, more concentrated, long-legged Mac uh, Daddy. You send me a link to that guy. I'll clip, clip some in, of it It's up. in the show notes, noagendashow.com. So I find something kind of disturbing, uh, and this has to do with two of our knights, by the way, are members of one of the Tea Party alliances. Wait, John, could I call this the... Yeah, it's going to be as close as you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a thing that started off. The guy, this guy Mackey, John Mackey, yes. CEO of Whole Foods, wrote a uh, a rather tame uh, anti-Obamacare editorial in the Wall Street Journal. All of a sudden, a number of 
I don't know, fringe groups decided they're going to boycott Whole Foods, which is going to be highly unlikely considering the the market, for the people who go to Whole, Whole Foods. And and by the way, there have been stories they talked about. They, they've been interviewing people out in front of Whole Foods about this, and then the shoppers who are all left wingers usually or hippies. I, I don't know. I never heard of it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Care. I just anything. want some granola. <laughs> Some granola, man. But anyway, so they tried to make a, a boycott happen, but but it's, it's a very sketchy situation. In fact, there's some press on a, on a company called CTW Investments that were going to uh, – they said they should fire John Mackey, CTW Investments. So, and I'm thinking CTW Investments, is this like a venture capitalist want to fire the CEO because he wrote an, a blame editorial in the Wall Street Journal? Okay. So I basically looked up their, uh, just took their address and ran it through Google and came up with uh, who these people really are. CTW Investments. Mm-hmm. Is actually a, uh, a, I think a five hundred one c one of those things. It's it's an operation called Change to Win. Uh. And the uh, the head of it, and 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 many of the members, but the head woman who runs it is a also an executive at the SEIU. Okay. And meanwhile, and I think they became the CTW or CTW Investments, and the T is small, by the way. It's C small T capital W, which is uh, change to win. If you don't you figure that out, uh, they also, for some unknown reason, have posted or somehow somebody posted their form eighty eight seventy two on the internet, which was came from two thousand six. And back then, they took in one point five million dollars from. Well, just from donors, mm-hmm. but they doled out a. Uh, they doled. Uh, they didn't say who it came from, but that's the, it's kind of money. By the way, compare that to the two or three hundred bucks a week we get. Oh, exactly. Thank you. And I want to mention that to people. Noah, you know, divorce.org slash NA. I mean, these guys are getting $1.5 million, and they're only spending about 400000 and and mostly to different, different parties. The Florida Democratic Party got 50000 The Ohio Senate Democrats got 15000 on and on. So I think they've, they've sucked up so much money that they've had to start an investment company to put it somewhere, which yeah. is the only reason that these guys are even have an investment company. Meanwhile, the Tea Party people have decided to create something called a bycott. A bycott? Yeah, this was the this was to reverse the damaging effects of this bogus boycott oh. that is doing nothing. And now this is now this is a very interesting situation because the Tea Party people apparently, you know, they've all become friends because they you know, they didn't know each other before that Tea Party incident that, you know, was a tax re- revolt or whatever or against the Obama in general. And now they've got to do something with their spare time. And instead of doing something productive, they're going out of their way, and there's news stories all over the place, to shop. And we're talking about a bunch of, you know, like right-wingers and old people and, you know, retirees shopping at Whole Foods, which is funny in itself. (laughs) But why – I mean, if you can imagine, I mean – I. I think the whole thing's a publicity stunt done by Whole Foods. The Whole Foods, by the way, is a company that does almost $8 billion a year in revenues, 2.71 in profit, the highest margins of all the food stores. In other words, they say, well, our stuff's more expensive because it's, you know, better. It's also marked up more because they have a 34% margin as opposed to every other grocery outlet. In fact, the average for the industry is 26. So they're eight points above everybody else. So why, may I ask you, conservatives out there and you you crazy radicals republican radicals 
led by one or two. There's a writer now that's got a couple of books out on the topic who's a guy from Harvard. Why are you spending your time going to shop at Whole Foods, although it may be educational for you, when there's other things to do? This is bogus. This is stupid. John C. Dvorak's pet peeve of the day. I'd like to remind you that we have a motto here at No Agenda. You know what we do. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Yeah! And we do it twice a week. And if you would take a little bit of that money that you're spending at Whole Foods, we could do it three times a week. Overspending at Whole Foods. Yes. They don't need your help. (laughs) 34% margin. Outrageous. Hey, I'm. Uh, I gotta go. I, I gotta check my uh, poppy stocks on Yahoo. Okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> make, make sure. Make sure my uh, my my commodity futures are okay. Probably the best investment you can make. Yeah, no kidding. Coming to you from the 17th century canal house in Gitmo Nation East, in the center of Amsterdam, where I'll be for a Sunday show as well. I'm Adam Curry. And from uh, northern Silicon Valley, where it's actually going to be another hot day because our summers are always after summer is over. I'm John C. Dvorak. Happy birthday to me. Talk to you again on Sunday right here on No Agenda.